all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. This thing is good. Lift your Bibles out. Let's make our confession of faith together. Let's go. I am blessed because the life-giving message I am about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So God, we are open and we are ready to receive. Speak now, Lord. Release a word that brings change. Release a word that brings difference. Father, we cast every care on your feet. We lay down every burden, God, at your feet. And we say that our spirits are open and ready. We rebuke every distraction right now that would try to block us or interfere with us receiving the word. And we focus on you. You are your word. So when we focus on your word, we focus on you. Open your mouth and say, Lord, I focus on you. And I'm ready to receive right now. I need you to go up one more time in praise for five seconds. Set the atmosphere in the building and online. Five, I'm waiting, go. Four, come on Facebook. Come on YouTube. Three, come on in this building. Two, come on everybody. One, somebody shout hallelujah. Let's go to work. So Sunday we started this new series called The Ghosts and the Gifts. We're learning about the Holy Ghost and the gifts that he brings. Pay attention. God brings gifts with him. He is a gift giver. In fact, can I tell you, it is the nature of God to give. He loves to give. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave. God is a giver. And in this, we have learned that there are three spiritual experiences that are available. The first is when you make, uh, make a decision to become a Christian. That's also referred to as salvation or being born again or being sealed by the Spirit. So when you give the man my water, when you give your life to the Lord, you are sealed by the Spirit, which means, watch me, he places his seal on you. Why? Because he marks you. Pay attention. When you give your life to the Lord, you are marked. You are marked that you can't fit in with everybody. You are marked that you can't go around everybody. Matter of fact, when people know that you're marked, they'll treat you different even if you don't act different. 
I need for some of y'all to stop trying to water down your Christianity to make them heathens you go around feel comfortable. I, I need for you to stop trying to make other people around you feel comfortable. They can see the mark. Watch me. And I need you to pay attention to the fact that you've been marked. That's why they change their words when they get around you. That's why they change how they act when they get around you. That's what I say. Oh, I apologize. I don't want to speak that way around you. You're doggone right. Why? They saw the seal that's on you. Elbow somebody next to you said, there's a seal on you. There's a seal on you. But then the second experience, watch me, is when uh, it's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit or being Holy Ghost feel or spirit feel. So now if you pay attention to this water, you will see that there is something in the water. And I told you, someone sent me this is amazing gift. This is 24 karat gold that's an elixir that's in the water. And let me tell you, I drank it on Sunday. And let me tell you, I noticed the difference. That's all I can say as I notice the difference. Listen, uh, there is literally gold. There is gold that is on the inside of this bottle. Pay attention. The seal says that it's gold, but watch me. But I can see that it's filled with something gold. Pay attention. 24 karat gold. Check this out. When you are sealed, watch me, you may talk Christian talk, but not necessarily walk Christian walk. When your spirit feels, there is something in you that changes everything about you because there's something valuable on the inside of you. The same God that created the heavens and the earth lives in you. The same God that spoke to nothing and created everything lives in you. The same God that rained down manna from heaven lives in you. The same God that healed bodies lives in you. The same God that raised people from the dead lives in you. The same God that dried the Red Sea lives in you. The same God. I need you to open your mouth and say, same God. Say, there is no like the Holy Ghost is not junior. God is not one plus one plus one equaling three. No, that's polytheism. That's paganism to believe that there are three beings. No, God is one times one times one equaling one. What does that mean? He has manifested Himself in three different ways, but it's the same God. See, this water, if I freeze it, it's ice, but it's still water and this water if i heat it hot enough it will become steam it's gas but it's still water that's the same way god is which means there is no junior holy ghost the holy ghost is not some lower level of god that's in you the same god you read about in this bible is the same god that lives in you which watch me which if you understood that, you would recognize that there's something valuable on the inside of you. That's why you couldn't die yet. There's something valuable on the inside of you. That's why even when you want to quit, you get up and keep going. Why? There's too much value in you for you to throw in the towel now. See, there's value in me. Think about that. That's why the scripture says that we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. We are the temple of the Lord. What does that mean? It is where God dwells. God says, I, I could make my home this building, but I don't. I make my home in you. Which means, watch me, that ought to cause you to take your living to another level. Why? Because I ain't worried about trying to impress your behind. I got a God that's on the inside of me that I want to make sure my living reflects my feeling. Elbow somebody say, make sure your living reflects your feeling. So pay attention. So look, the third experience is being refilled with the spirit. You need a refill. Why? Life trains you. Being a parent can drain you. Being a leader can drain you. Loving people can drain you. Being nice to people 
Because you ever had a day where everything in you said, you know what? The truth is, I really don't want to be nice to nan nobody. You ever had a day where your attitude came out like, look, let's just be mad at everybody. I, I wish there were some real people in this building. Watch me, some of y'all came into church that way. But I rebuke you and your stinking attitude in the name. I need you to elbow somebody and say, you don't have a reason to be mad. Why? When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, my soul cries. Baby, I owe him praise. Let me find out where the praises are. On three, if you know you owe him praise, go. One, two, three, go, 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 go. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Come on. Shout, I owe him praise. You need a refill. For many Christians, especially if you grew up in church, you view being filled with the Spirit as an event, not a lifestyle. So you'd say, I get, I, 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 Bishop, I was saved on April 19th, 1985, and I was filled with the gift of the precious Holy Ghost on November 16th, 1989. Well, no wonder you're dry. No wonder you're in and out of church. No wonder you're in and out of serving. No wonder you're in and out of emotional breakdown. Every time we talk to you, you're going through another storm. No wonder you're in and out. Why? Why? Here's why. Here's why. Here's why. Because, because you thought it was a one-time event. It's not an event. It's a lifestyle. Every day I need a refill. Think about it. Think about it. Every day you eat. Who said, well, you know what? I ate 10 years ago, so I'm good. Every day you need water. Who says, you know what? I had some. I had five gallons of water two weeks ago. I'm good. No. It's the same way with being filled with the Spirit. You need a refill every single day. That's what the Scripture teaches, and we are to be being filled with the Spirit, Ephesians says. In other words, you need this over and 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 over again. And how do you know that you need a refill when you find yourself, watch me, short-tempered? How you know you need a refill? When you find yourself, watch me, where it's difficult to worship God. It's how I know some of y'all need a refill and I'm you about to get one tonight. Why? Because it shouldn't have to be a push to get you to worship. The God that's in you ought to worship the God that's in the heavens. So I need everybody to open your mouth and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I need a refill of the Holy Spirit right now. Lift your hands right there. Come on, say, fill me up, Jesus. Say, fill me up, Jesus. Come on, let's go old school for a moment. Say, fill me up, Jesus, until I overflow. This is so important because, because if you don't stay filled, watch me, it's going to be difficult to be led. Because when you're spirit-filled, you can be led by the spirit. See, see, let me tell you why it's so hard for you to make simple decisions, because you're making them on E. Let me tell you why you don't know what to do when it's been made clear. Literally, you pray for an answer, the answer was dropped off in a word, the answer was dropped off in a message, you got a direct instruction, and you're still questioning the instruction as if you had the solution in the first place. It's because when you're doing it from an empty place, but that's me, but it's trying to get somewhere. You're trying to drive from Denver, Colorado Springs on an eighth of a tank. You ain't got a Prius. Prius might make it. 
you might get just there to the Air Force Base. You're going to get right there, and then you better pull over to the side for those of you living there. All right, check this out. Check this out. When, you, when you're filled with the Spirit, you can be led by the Spirit. Look at Proverbs 3 and 6. In all your ways, all your movements, all your decisions, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. And I taught you on Sunday that, that your ways is your movements and your decisions. And this means everything that you do. Most of us, we, we bring in God on the big stuff, not realizing that big doors swing on small hinges. See, one giant leap is a whole lot of little steps. And if I get my little steps right, then that means my giant leap will be right. And many times we're so focused on the door that we don't pay attention to the hinges. But God says, watch me, the door is not going to open for you. Open this door. But the door is not going to open for you if the hinges aren't right. Close it. Watch me. You're so focused on how big what's in front of you is, you're not paying attention that if you don't have these three little things together, that this big thing is never going to open for you. I'm so glad you're sitting next to somebody, watch me, where they're about to start paying attention to the details of their life. Oh, my God. You, you ain't just going to be worried about the door. You're about to worry about the hinges. Why? Because God can open some stuff for you, but he needs to make sure your hinges are right. So, so look at the scripture. It says, in all your ways, all your movements, all your decisions, acknowledge him. Acknowledge is this Hebrew word, yada. Two words in the, uh, in the Bible for the lifting of one hands, yada and toda. Yada is one of them. It means to worship with an extended hand. It means to give permission to lead. Watch me, watch me, watch me. See, now, now, now I'm not picking on you, but I'm picking on you. Because on Sunday, watch me, at the, at the 11.15, watch me, here, here's what it means. God says, I'm going to put my hand out to lead you. Pay attention. It does not say he's going to say anything. See, you are looking for a voice when you need to be looking for a verse. Look what he says. He says, in all your ways, acknowledge me. It means extend your hand, worship with an extended hand, and give permission to lead. So here's what God does. He'll put his hand out to lead. But if you're not paying attention, watch me, then what you will do is you will be saying, God, what am I supposed to do? And God says, my hand is out right here, and I'm, I'm not going to say anything. I'm waiting on you to catch the signal. And for some of you all, watch me, you're so busy running your mouth, you're missing the signal. I need you to open your mouth and say, Lord, make me pay attention to the signal. Come on, say it like an army. Say, Lord, make me pay attention to the signal. So watch, it means to worship with an extended hand. Every parent, you've put your hand out like this, and you expect your child to know that when I do that, that means come to my hand. In fact, if, you, if you're waiting too long, you're going to turn around and look and say, you don't see my hand? You're not watch me, it's the same concept with God, but look, at, it goes deeper. It means I have to give God permission to lead me, which means I have to be submitted, submitted up under mission. And submission is difficult. Watch me, if you have ever suffered at the hands of someone you submitted to. Submission can be difficult because now, watch me, you want control over every aspect, over every detail, over every piece of information. Matter of fact, let me tell you how you know you really struggle with control. If you've ever been rejected or abandoned, if you've ever been rejected or abandoned, here's what you said. Ain't nobody ever going to do me like that again. So now you want control over everything. You want control, watch me, over how they talk to you. You want control over how it happens. You, but you didn't have to say it like that. You didn't have to do it like that. And God says, I'm not your friend. I'm your leader. So what I say is what I said God is not your equal he does not have to say it to you a certain way matter of fact pay attention to how he dealt with who he loved he loved Peter and Peter came to him one day you're going to be Peter now let's more if you're going to be Peter 
Peter came to him one day, and Peter was like, hey, Jesus, you're talking all about how you're about to die and give your life and all that, and I, you are not going to die, and I will give my life for you. You know what Jesus said? He said, get behind me, Satan. He talked to his friend like that. Why? Because I don't have time to worry about your feelings. I'm trying to get you into your future. Oh, my God. I wish, watch me, that there were some of us that would say, God, you ain't got to say it a certain way. I just need you to tell me exactly what to do, exactly how to move. Matter of fact, forgive me for trying to control how you lead me. It's not leadership if you try to run how it leads you. All that is is anarchy. You don't get to tell the leader how to lead you. That's anarchy. That's crazy. That's crazy. So look at the scripture. He says, in all thy ways, acknowledge me. Give me permission to lead you. Submission. This means you can't be a control freak. And here's the thing about it. If I'm leading you, that, that, that means I don't have to tell you where I'm taking you to. Uh, watch me. How many of us, uh, have you ever been in a car, you ever been somewhere, you, you wanted to, where are we going? And watch me, for some of y'all, watch me, you, you had that parent or that uncle or that cousin or that whoever who said, don't worry about it. Yeah. If you didn't have that person, you were that person. You tortured those people making them <laughs> and tell them where you would take them. Don't worry about it. Just follow me. In, in other words, here's the point. Listen, if you trusted me enough to get in my car, if you trusted me enough to, watch me, to sit in my automobile, then how all of a sudden are you going to start doubting me now because you don't know the road that we're on? I need for some of y'all to open your mouth and say, Lord, I trust you. I trust. How are you going to trust him to heal your body, but now you can't trust him with your career? How are you going to trust him to get you through coronavirus, but now you won't trust him to deal with your family? I need you to open up your mouth and say, Lord, I trust you. I Worship with an extended hand. What's mean? It means to respect him and to follow him. Here's respect. Respect is important because respect is honor. Pay attention. Proof of honor is adaptation. You do not honor what you do not adapt to. Honor is not just respectfully doing what you want to do. And we live in a culture where people say that's honor. Well, this is what I'm going to do. Shalom. That's not honor. Just because you said it and put sir on it and ma'am on it. Uh, 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 that's not honor. Proof of honor is adaptation. So proof of honor, watch me, if proof of, proof, proof of honor says, if I put my hand up here, then you don't put your hand down there. See? No, no, no. I'm, 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 uh, you, you're doing a good job. All right? All right. Y'all clap for me. You're doing a good job. Because I speak to you that this would be the day for you where God doesn't fight you to lead you. Mm. He's about to lead you into the most prosperous days of your life. So watch me. So here's respect. So you're used to him putting his hand down here, all right? So, but then sometimes God's going to say, no, put it up here. Watch me. Proof of respect is that you adapt to where I raised you to. You don't put your hand down there looking at me like I'm supposed to come down there. But this is how sometimes we are with God. Lord, this is too much of a stretch. This is different. Uh-oh, here we go. This is new. I'm not used to this. I'm too shy for this. I'm not equipped for this. And God says, well, my hand's not coming down there. So I suggest you raise your hand up here. And he will do what? Direct your paths. Pay attention. 
He's not going to force your path. Like if you go up in church, you, you had this notion that if, if the Lord wants it to happen, it's going to happen. Uh-oh, here we go. What's for you? Finish it. It's for you. Lies! It's a lie. There ain't no in the scripture. There ain't no in the scripture. There ain't no in the scripture. In fact, if you read the Bible, God gave a whole lot of stuff to people who, watch me, because the other people he wanted to give it to wouldn't take it. With the children of Israel, he says to them, he says, go take the land, possess the land. They said, we can't do it. We're too scared. He said, you know what? I ain't dealing with you no more. You know what? You are too scared. You're scary. And I don't deal with scary ninjas. So I'm going to go on and let you go on and do exactly what you want to do. And I'm going to give it to your kids. Pay attention. God prophesied they get it, but they didn't get it. And he gave it to their children. Which means God says, it was for you, but I had to give it to somebody, watch me, that would come after you because you wouldn't do it. And I don't know about you, but you are the generation. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. You are the generation. Your bloodline has been waiting on. There's years of stuff that has been built up. And I need you to open up your mouth and say, I am the curse breaker. It's on you. So, 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 so watch this. Watch this. He'll direct your path. He's not going to force your path. He's not going to force something to happen. He's not going to force it to go a certain way. He, he's a leader. Watch, watch me. Not a tyrant. Which means if you fight him to lead you, then he'll just, you know what, do what you want to do. Romans chapter 1, here's hell. Here's hell on earth. Three types of hell. I'll teach about it later. Here's one, here's one of them. It's hell on earth. Romans chapter 1 says that at a certain point, God is like, you know what, you don't listen. And I love you. I died for you. But I'm not going to fight you no more. So I'm going to give you over to your own Come on, let's see where my old school Bible readers are. Your reprobate mind. Just King James. That's me. I'm going to give you over to your mind. Reprobate. Reprobate. You're going to re again go through the same trials. Come on, be a good charge. Be a good time. You're going to go through the same hell over and over and over and over. And you're going to be saying, God, when is my life going to get better? And he says, listen, listen, you don't want to listen to me. You want to be God, be God. But it's difficult. It's hard out there. For... That's why you feel like you have to provide for yourself. You're your own God. That's why you're scared about your job. You're your own God. But when he's your God, you'll say, and my God shall supply all of my I'm not worried about providing for myself. I'm not my God. He's my provider. I just need to check the room. Is there anybody in the building where you can say, God, I give you your seat back. I give you your throne back. I'm not trying to control it. I'm not trying to run it. You are God. Open your mouth and say, he is God. So, so, so it means to respect and follow, and he'll direct your path. And this is interesting. He's going to direct your path. He's going to direct your steps. You ready? Three steps forward. That's kind of crooked. <laughs> so this forward. Here we go. There we go. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. Watch me. Pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention to what just happened. Watch me. Bible says, David says, Psalmist says that my steps are ordered. You celebrate that, but you got to keep reading because he says, but even if the place of where my foot goes, watch me, he'll enlarge the place under it so that I don't slip. Which means God built in some room for error. Oh my God. I need you to celebrate the fact that God built in some room 
He knew you were going to screw up. He knew you were going to mess up. He said, I built in some room for error. God. Step back three steps. Direct your path. All right? To the right two times. I want you to slide to the left. I want you to slide to the right. Crisscross. Crisscross. Cha-cha real smooth with it. Listen. <laughs> now, now pay attention. Pay attention. God says, I'm going to direct your path. Sometimes your path, you ready, doesn't make sense to you. Why? Because when you're being led by the Spirit, you don't always know where you're going because leading you doesn't require explaining to you. I don't have to tell you where I'm taking you. Either you trust me or you're not, or you don't. That's what the Lord says. I don't have to tell you that I'm about to get the glory out of your life. Either you trust me or you don't. This is why when people, I said this on prayer the other night, people say it's real popular on social media to trust the process. That is crazy. That's not Bible. For everybody that's got that on your social media, go take it off tonight. Because it's not Bible. I don't trust the process because the process is crazy. I trust the God of the process. Why? Because sometimes when he's leading me, it'll feel like he left me. Sometimes when he's leading me, it'll feel like I'm losing. And I got to know that God is making all things work together for my good, even if my process does not feel good. Would you fist bump somebody next to you and say, trust the God of the process. Tell him. So, so, so watch me. So watch me. Uh, watch me. God is the God of the details. Stay on the stage because I'm going to use you tonight. God is the God of the details. Bishop, what do you mean the God of the details? God don't care about all that. Yes, he does. Matthew 10, 30. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Pay attention. God is so into the details of you that when hair number 147,231,905 falls out, he knows it. Why? It didn't say they're counted. It says they're numbered, which means even your hair has a lifespan. Which is why occasionally you got to go get you a little something to help you out. <laughs> You're trying to fight your numbers. Listen. He says that the hairs of your head are numbered. Say he's the God of the details. All right, watch me, watch me. See, the spirit led and the spirit feel are led to the, their, their locations in life. This is why you got to stay filled so that you're led to the right location so that you end up at, at, at the right destination instead of a nightmare. Look at Acts 17, 26. And he marked out for them an appointed span of life. Pay attention. God says, I have decided how long it will take you to do what I sent you to the earth to do. Which means I need you to stop living so carelessly like you have unlimited time. You don't. Oh, my God, which is why I need for some of y'all, I need you to live your best life. Watch me. Not in 2022, baby. I need you to live it now. I, I need you to enjoy where you're at, enjoy your process, enjoy your journey, enjoy who's with you, enjoy who's not with you, enjoy what's working, enjoy what's not working. Why? I have a limited span of time, and I'm not going back and forth with you ninjas. Yeah, but somebody say, I'm living my best life. Smile, church. 
God says, I've appointed a span of life for you. Think about that. Think about that. God says, you have a certain span that I have appointed. Check this out. Get to the edge of the stage. Get to the edge of the stage. Uh -uh, uh -uh, You can't cry. See, this is why when death knocked, it couldn't have you. Why? That's not your span yet. This is why if you're still in the land of the living, you owe God your best. Why? Because he's keeping his word. He's protecting you from stuff you didn't even know you needed to be protected from. That's why corona couldn't kill you. That's why cancer couldn't kill you. That's why even though you were suicidal, God sent us way of salvation. Why? Because you are not at your span yet. So, so, so watch me. Just stay right there. Watch me. Look at the next part. And the boundaries of their homes. He picked where you'd live. Because I don't know about you, but if I had a pick. Okay. Let me talk over here. Who's not from Denver? Wave at me. All right? All right. (laughs) Online. Watch me. Can I just get you online? You type your city in this building. You type your city. Or you say your city. If you can type it and say it at the same time. You a bad somebody. You ready? All right, you ready? No, 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 on three. On three, you're going to say your city. Now, just call the name of your city because I need you to know something. All right, you ready? All right, online, you type it when I get to three. In the building, you say it. One, you ready? I need you to say your city. Matter of fact, say your city and your state. One, two, three, go. Pay attention. He picked that. So the sooner you start cursing what he picked, and stop cursing what he picked, excuse me, then the sooner you'll be able to maximize what he picked. See, I used to say to the Lord, come on, I feel like preaching now. I wanted to lay it out, but I feel like going up now. I used to say to the Lord, Lord, why do you have me in Denver? This feels like a sentence to me. But it's not a sentence, it's a setup. Why? Denver means valley that was once green. Come on here. That's why we have the community called Green Valley Ranch. Watch me. And the Lord said to me, son, if you can do it here, you'll be able to do it anywhere. I did not know what that meant 15 years ago, but then the Lord made it really clear. See, there was a man in the Bible in Ezekiel chapter 37, and the man of God was set in a valley of dry bones. Pay attention. A valley that used to be green. Pay attention. He was set in that valley of dry bones, and the, the Lord says to Ezekiel, can these dry bones live? Think about it. If they were bones, that means at one point they were bodies, which means at one point they were an army, which means God says, I need you to be given a horrible hand, because if you learn how to play the worst hand, anything from there is an upgrade. I need for some of you to stop cursing the fact that you're in Denver and realize God says, I had to put you in a place where you are not going to be dealt the best, but you were going to turn it into something beautiful. Come on, come on. So so I said, God, God, why do you have me here? This is a sentence. This is a sentence. He said, no, you can do it here. You can do it anywhere. God places Ezekiel, man of God. In a valley of dry bones. And he says, listen, prophesy to these dry bones. Build an army right here in the midst of these dry bones. Check it out. And the Bible says, if you read to the end of the chapter, that there's an army standing up, ready to go to war. Watch me. That started as dry bones in a valley. So watch me. God says, I had to start you out some in Denver because Denver was going to teach you how to build an army. Watch me with dry bones. 
I needed you to learn how to build it without what you needed. I needed you to learn how to build it without the right support. I needed you to learn how to build it without, oh my God. Elbow somebody say, I'm glad I started where I started. Then I said, God, why are we in Aurora? Aurora means phenomena. In other words, he said, son, I'm going to do something that's going to be a phenomena right where you are. People are going to say, how are you doing what you're doing, where you're doing it, knowing the statistics of where you're at? Lowest church attendance in the nation, 4% African-American, not a lot of ethnic and racial diversity. Son, if you can do it there, you can do it anywhere. Why? I picked where you're going to live. I need for some of you to get excited about where you're at. Why? It was not a sentence. It was a setup. I, I need you to get excited about where you started out. It was a setup, not a sentence. Everybody open your mouth and say, thank you, Lord, for picking where I live. Let's go deeper. If you chase, if you trace, and I've been saying this to you on prayer and, 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 and the message previews. If you trace your addresses and trace your history, you, you will see a journey that was necessary. Because while you said, watch me, you wondered why they denied you when you should have got approved. Because God says, mm -mm, I didn't pick that spot. I didn't pick that spot. I picked this spot. And watch me. And even though you wanted that spot, I didn't pick that spot. Watch me. And when your spirit filled, you'll be led. So you didn't even know why you walked over there to apply for that place. You don't know why you walked over there to, who am I talking to? Even where you work, I picked. Watch me, you didn't pick it, I picked it for you. Because there was something there I needed you to get, I needed you to learn, I needed you to grow. And instead of resisting me, I need you to yada me, acknowledge me in all of your ways. I picked your location, I picked where your place of employment, I picked it all. Because I'm the God of the details. Now, now, now pay attention to this. Pay, pay attention. Say everything is strategic, everything is about, my life. about my life. The way you look, your skin tone, your hair type, everything about you, Jeremiah one five. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you, and I. Formed you. I sent you to solve a problem, and the problem solver needed to look like you. Because the way you even look will govern some doors you can get in. You better hear me. The way you carry yourself. The same person could have walked up after you and the door shut, but because you carry yourself with excellence. I I need the people in the building that are people of excellence to release a praise. Why? That there's some doors your excellence got you into. I, I got that because I'm excellent. Daniel chapter 6 says, and his excellence got him promoted. Say he's the God of the details. Now, now, now listen, with him being the God of the details, sometimes the next logical step may not be the spirit-led step. And I began to show you this in Sunday with Paul. Uh, Acts 16 and 6. In Acts 16, Paul, he goes to a particular city and he gets uh, an individual named Timothy. The city he goes into is Derby. Say Derby. Derby, if you've been paying attention to our last series, Derby was the place Paul went right after they stoned him to death. Uh, <laughs> you know, which meant, watch me, his steps had been 
ordered. Mm. Because watch me, had he not been stoned to death and chose another path, watch me, he particularly would have remained in that city longer than he should have. So he goes to Acts 16, and in Acts 16, at the beginning of the chapter, he picks up a young man named Timothy. Timothy was serving in the church. Timothy was raised by his mother and his grandmother. But when Paul saw him, Paul said, there's something about that young man. Well, watch me. It takes one greater than you to bring the greater out of you. And I speak as your shepherd. I speak to the greatness that's on the inside of you. And I command it to come forth like it's never, ever come forth before. You were not born just to pay bills and die. Let's go. But you were born to rule and to reign and to conquer and to subdue. So they're on this journey. The, the ruling apostles, the bishops, Peter, James, and John, um, they are running the church, particularly James. Peter gets a lot of credit for it because he was vociferous, but the reality is, is that James was really calling the shots. James was the administrative leader. He was the one running the show. And they send uh, Paul out, and they send him on a journey. They send him apostello, which means sent one. That's why he's referred to as the apostle Paul. He was one that was sent. And as he is sent, they say, listen, we want you to set up churches, and we want you to preach the gospel. We want you to win as many people to the Lord as you possibly can. Now, you would think that God would make his journey easy because his journey is righteous. You would think that God would make his journey and his path easy because, because his path, it's God's path. Like Paul didn't even pick himself. Pay attention. The Lord picked Paul. Paul used to kill Christians, and one day the Lord knocked him off of his animal, and then he said, listen, it's me that you're persecuting. Check this out. You didn't even get to pick what you're called to do, but you have to deal with the ramifications of what you're called to do. You didn't even get to pick how you're going to be used, but you got to deal with the fact that you will be used. So now we're in Acts 16 and 6, and they're on this journey where there's some logical steps. Come back, come back, come back right, right here. There's some logical steps. Say logical steps. Logical. And here's the problem with logic. Logic and your spirit, watch me, and the Holy Spirit are sometimes two totally different things. In the scripture, the apostle Paul refers to uh, our humanity, our soul, uh, watch me, as our flesh. He says, my spirit and my flesh are at war. Why? Because I got this logical stuff that makes sense to me, but the spirit doesn't lead the way that it always makes sense to me. So the war I have going on is that I want to go right, but the spirit is leading left. And the war is, is that I'm trying to decide which one is right because one makes sense, but the other makes faith. So Paul is tired, just watch me, from making decisions because the very process of making decisions is draining to him because he's trying to figure out, well, God, this doesn't make logical sense. Like, how do you want me to sow more and I'm trying to get my finances in order? That doesn't make sense. How do you want me to forgive this doggone crazy person and every single day they keep doing something new to incite me against them? I wish I had some honest people in here that you've known there's some days where your spirit and your flesh have been at war. Where there's some days where you were like, God, I... So there's some logical steps. Here it is. And the Bible says, and they went through the region of Phygera and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. Pay attention to what's underlined. They were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word. Didn't they get sent to preach? Yes. What did the Holy Ghost stop them from doing? What they were called to do. Which means, pay attention to this, watch me, that here they were led not to say anything. 
Sometimes it's logical for you to say something. But the Holy Ghost will say, shut up. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I need you to come with me. Watch me. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Watch me. There's sometimes in your life, watch me, where you will want to say, no, I just, I'm going to have a meeting and we're going to talk about that. And the Holy Ghost will say, shut your mouth. Why? Because what you do not understand is that there is something else going on behind the scenes. So sometimes it's logical to talk, but I'm going to lead you to shut up. I need you to open your mouth and say, Lord, thank you for telling me to hush sometimes. And watch me. He leads you. He doesn't say it. He leads you. He doesn't say it. So here it is. You get ready to talk. You get ready. There'll be a resistance that you can't explain. But that resistance is the spirit saying, shut up. Because what you're about to do is put your foot in your mouth. But if you let them keep talking, they were about to bless you. They just had to correct you first. But you're so busy trying to get your side of the story out that now you didn't shut down your own blessing. I need you to lift up your hands and say, Lord, thank you for shutting my words down sometimes. Asia, here's the first place. Asia, here's what Asia means. Asia, here's what Asia means. Asia means to go outside the plan of God, which includes timing. Because sometimes, watch me, it's not that it's not for you to speak at all. It's just not for you to speak now. See, but when you're a control freak, I got to, I come on, I'm going to say something. And what you end up doing is, watch me, is you will shut down, the, especially when you're speaking to one that is, that, that is in a position of power or authority, you will shut down access to their ear when every time they hear from you, it's the wrong time. Then, then it'll get to the point to where you don't even get a word out and they don't want to hear nothing you got to say. Why? Because you, you keep going to Asia. <laughs> you keep going outside of the plan of God. And this includes timing. Paul preached the gospel to Asia in two years and three months in Acts chapter 19. It just wasn't the time, nor was it the place. Pay attention, which means every delay wow. is to your benefit. Listen, just because you didn't get it done in 2020 don't mean you ain't going to get it done in 2021. Watch me. Just because you didn't get it done in the first seven months doesn't mean you're not going to get it done in the eighth month, the month of a new beginning. I need somebody to open up your mouth and say, he's ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Look at number two. Look at number two. Look at verse seven. And when they had come up to Mysia, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the spirit of Jesus did not allow them. Let's pay attention to this verse. They had come up. In other words, it was a tough journey. In the notes, here's how I wrote it. Look at the screen. They took the stairs. Now, when we take the stairs, we all know it's a little bit more effort put out. See, some of you think, watch me, I put in so much. I put in so much work. I put in so much effort. I put in so much time. God, how are you going to shut this down? Lord, I put in a lot of energy into this and it didn't go anywhere. I put in a lot of effort into this and it didn't go anywhere. Is there anybody in the building or anybody online where you can, there's some stuff you put in energy, you put in time, you put in effort. Let's go here. You put in time into that relationship. You put in time and energy into that. And it did not go where you wanted for it to go. They, watch me, they took the stairs to Michigan. 
they attempted to go into Bithynia. Check, check this out. Check this out. So after they put in a lot of work, you would think the logical thing is it's time for a reward. But when you're spirit filled and you're spirit led, you recognize, watch me, that if I can, if it can be celebrated quickly, then it might not last very long. I'm going to let that one sit on you for a moment. See, watch me. It took David, pay attention, he was anointed in front of his brothers at approximately 16. It took approximately 14 years before he became king. Pay attention. Watch me. That's because God wanted him to rule for a long time. See, the longer God wants you on top is the longer he'll let you be at the... And for some of y'all, I need you to be thankful. Why? That God, watch me, by your history, has proven to you that when you get up, he wants you to stay all the... I need somebody that can celebrate your long nights. I need somebody that can celebrate your delays. I need somebody that can celebrate what has taken you a long time. Open your mouth say, it was for my good. And when they had come up the stairs to Mishia, they attempted to go into Bithynia. Try, try to go into Bithynia. All right, watch me. But the spirit of Jesus, the Holy Ghost, didn't allow them. So how did he lead? Pay attention. He led by a failed attempt. Middle section. He, he, me. he led by a failed attempt. They attempted to go into Bithynia. And the Holy Ghost, clink, clink, shut it down. You attempted to get the loan. They told you everything was going to be good. Then you got your email. Clink, clink, shut down. You attempted to start the business. We're excited. Some of your friends told you they were going to be your first customers. <laughs> to only discover that that was just talk. Because talking support is easier than giving support. Shut it down. Watch me, watch me. Pay attention. We're about to go all the way to fifth gear. But pay, pay attention. Through a failure, he led them. I need you to let that settle. Because you started rebuking the devil. What if I told you relationship failed and it was God? What if I told you you failed the test but it was God? What if I told you you... What? Is there anybody in this building online where you've ever failed something? What if I told you that maybe it wasn't the enemy, but maybe you're so spirit-filled that the spirit led you and he allowed you to have a failed attempt? He allowed you to have a failed attempt. Why? Because Bithynia, this is the second place he tries to go. It means violence rushing in. He says, listen, if you go here, this is going to be violent for you. See, there's some of you where the spirit, watch me, he got you out before you saw their violent side. He got you out before they put your name on blast. He got you out before they started lying on you. He got you out before it got rough. I just need to check the room, and I'm really checking these two middle sections. Y'all better come on up in your praise and worship. I need to see who can thank God. Watch me, that he got you out of some stuff that was going to be violent. 
It was going to be messy. It was going to be a disaster. I need you to say, thank God for getting me out. It was going to be bad. It was going to be bad. He got you out the company before they filed bankruptcy. Who am I talking to tonight? Watch me. But here's the second thing. Bithynia, according to 1 Peter, it was Peter's lane. So Paul didn't have a grace for that place. See, you're so good that you make it look easy, but that's because you have a grace for that. You have a grace to do what you do. Other people, watch me, they imitate you, but they can't duplicate you. Why? You don't have the grace that I have for it. They try to sit one day in your life, they lose their mind. They wouldn't know what to do. Why? Because you got a grace to occupy the space you're in. Watch me. That doesn't make it easy, but you're grace for it. That doesn't make it easy, but you got the grace. That doesn't mean it's not painful, you got the grace. Doesn't mean sometimes you don't want to throw in the towel, but you got the grace for it. You are sitting next to somebody that has the grace to occupy every place they're at in life. Let me go on and prophesy. You got the grace to be a millionaire. You got the grace to see all of your family saved. You've got the grace to be the first one to own commercial property in your bloodline. You've got the grace to get people saved into the Lord. Open your mouth and say, I've got the grace. Paul didn't have a grace for that place. So that means that Paul went there. Paul was going to tear it up. He was going to ruin it. That's why the word Bithynia means violence rushing in. Because when you're in a place you're not graced for, you don't know how to do nothing but tear it up. And some of you have to be careful because, watch me, because of your desperation for people, you will bring people into a place they have no grace for. And sometimes nobody is better than the wrong somebody. Watch me. I need you to celebrate the vacancies in your life. Because God's going to bring the right person with the right grace. That can occupy that space in your life. Open up your mouth and say, seats are being filled with the right people. Don't you chase a friend, he's going to bring you a good friend. Don't, don't you chase a trifling somebody, he's going to bring you a somebody that has the grace for that place. So, so, so watch, so watch. So verse 8, here we go. So passing by Mishia. Here we, here we see Mishia again. So, so look at this. He, he led this time. You can see it. Let's walk by. Look at that goal. You can see it, but you can't seize it. You ready for this? He lets you see somebody else have what you prayed for. Y'all, 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 he let somebody else Instagram have what you want. You see it, but, but try to reach. It's out of reach. It's out of reach. And, and, and it almost ticks you off. Because you start saying, well, what's wrong with me? 
am I talking to anybody in this building? You're like, God, listen, I know I'm not perfect, but dog, I, I, I mean, watch me. And he'll let somebody else seize it that when you look at their life, you're like, now listen, God, I don't judge nobody but God. I wish there were some honest people in there. Lord, I don't judge people, but you're going to let this mark happen? I, they don't even love you like I do, praise you like I do. What? I'm not judging, but I'm just confused. I'm befuddled right now. You can see it, but you can't touch this. 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 Look at somebody. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. Why? 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 Say it with me. Why? I'm going to tell you. Because Mysia is the place of Achilles. Achilles in Greek mythology, he was strong, but he had one cut on his Achilles heel, a small wound, and that's what killed him. You want this, but I won't let you touch this because this will kill you. You think I'm taunting you. What you don't know is who currently possesses it is about to lose it themselves. So while you saying, Lord, get that to me, God is like, no, we about to get that up off of them. It's, what's mean? It means place of Achilles. He died from a small wound on his heel. So now in modern culture, the term Achilles heel represents, watch me, your most potent weakness. Pay attention. He says, if I let you go there, it is going to open up your most potent weakness. And for all your strength, this one thing will be your undoing. You know them books, but you don't pick good relationships. Who am I talking to? So I have to shut some stuff. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I'm going to preach hard. I warned you, middle section. Now we're going to go. I warned you. Come on. Listen, listen. You're really good at this, but you're not good at this. So you weren't ready for this. And I know you feel like you're ready because you're 30, you're 40, you're 50, you're 60. But baby, you are not ready. And I love you too much to let you lose like that. So sometimes I'll let you see it, but I won't let you seize it. You in shape, but watch me, but you don't budget. So I wanted to release that, but I knew that if I put that much money on you, you wouldn't quite know what to do with it just yet. So I had to train you so that when I, put, when I bless you abundantly, you'll know what to do with it. You won't be trying to floss telling everybody to look at me. You'll say, I'm so excited I get to be the number one giver in my church. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm blessed to be a blessed. I'm not trying to prove nothing. Open your mouth and say, he's getting me ready. Say it like you mean it. Say, he's been getting me ready. Well, that's me. Look, look, look. Let's pay attention. We're watching his journey. And I got him right here. And while I've been preaching, this is a path. Look at the next place. And just think about the journey. You got to get your clothes together. 
you, you, gotta, you got all these people going with you. Like, this is a whole situation. Like, it ain't just Paul. Paul got a whole crew with him. And watch me. And you have to be careful that you don't have people around you that, watch me, instead of helping you in your journey, they become weights on you. Why? Because they'll be saying, well, why we can't just stay here? Because the You want too much. You don't want enough. Ready? You ready? All right, let's go. Here we go. Look, they went down to Troas. And they went down. Don't know that one. All right. It's Mary Jane. Listen. So God. We've had three situations where you have stopped us from doing what you said to do. But every place we went, we got something. We learned to be persistent. We learned to be consistent. And God, now after this third one, you, you lead us down to Troas. It took you a while to get down here. Lord, heal his knees. Listen. Oh, it's the getting up. Okay. We're going to help you get up. Pay attention. Pay attention. Why, stay right there. Why would the spirit lead you to a low place? Pay attention. Why would he lead you to feeling alone? Why would he lead you to feeling isolated? Why? Why, why would he lead you to feeling like you're by yourself? Why would he lead you to watch me have to depend on him to make it? Why would he lead you to not know whether or not you need to renew your lease or not? Come on here. Why? Why would he lead you to an to a uncertain place? This a low place? Why would he lead you to everything you thought you had done right looks wrong? He was led, watch me, to a low place. You ready? Watch me, watch me. Because Troas, I taught you this on Sunday. I taught you this on Sunday. Troas came from the same word where we get Trojan, like the Trojan horse. And the Trojan horse, the whole story is this, is that in the horse, watch me, they presented it as a gift, but in the gift was really the enemy. Which means I took you into a valley to protect you from the enemy. Because everything that looks good ain't God. I need you. Everything that looks gold, baby, is not necessarily God. Every offer they lay in front of you is not necessarily God. I'm almost done. So he led them to a low place. But listen to what happens in the low place. Verse 9. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there, urging him and saying. So pay attention. It's not only low, but it's dark. And who led them there? The spirit. I just need you to let that sip. Because some of y'all be. Here's why it doesn't leave. Because you're rebuking the spirit. 
Like, God, why ain't my atmosphere changing? Because the Holy Ghost says, listen. You always got noise going on. You always on the phone. You always scrolling. You all, I'm going to make it so that you don't even want to be bothered with the phone. Let me get in some of y'all's business. I'm going to make it to where you normally keep your phone attached to the hip. I'm going to make it so you leave it in the other room. And when you hear it ringing, you're like, ah. I'm trying to explain to you some of your mood changes that you couldn't understand. I'm trying to explain to you, watch me. He had to lead you to a low place and he had to lead you, watch me, to a dark place. But the place isn't punishment. Open your mouth and say, it's not punishment. Say, it's helping me see. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. I'm going to preach now. A man of Macedonia was standing there urging him and saying, come over to Macedonia to help us. Macedonia, watch me, means high place. So look at verse 10. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go. Immediately we had sought to go. Immediately we had sought to go. Immediately we started the journey into Macedonia, which means high place. Check it out. God, you've shut down three places. And, and watch me. And, 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 and you, 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 you now have me in a low place and a dark place. Watch me. Because sometimes he leads by shut doors. If the door don't open, maybe that's not your door. But watch me. You have to be spirit-filled so you can be spirit-led. Because sometimes if it doesn't open, it's not your door. Sometimes it just means you need to knock. But see, if you're not spirit-filled, you don't know which one to walk away from and which one to knock on. This is why you need God. This is why you need the word. You need it like a fish need water. You need it like Ben need Jerry. You need it like Hogger need dogs. You need it like catfish need hot sauce. I Concluding, here's what they said, God didn't shut these doors. So the door that's open for us is the dream I just had. God, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. And on their way to Macedonia, look at what happens. Y'all ready? Yes, on their way to Macedonia, I want you to look at what happens. Now, 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 listen, now they get up. Come on, get up. Let me help you up. You said, okay. Yeah, you did good. You did good. <laughs> listen, now, now the Spirit's leading them again, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. The Spirit's like them. So they leave this low place, they leave this dark place, and now they're on their way to Macedonia. We're going to say Macedonia is over there, okay? Look at what happens. On their way to Macedonia, they are arrested, they're put into the inner prison. At midnight, Paul and Silas pray and worship. All of the doors open, which means, watch me, because he's the God of the details, I needed you, watch me, to be put in a place that you didn't deserve to be. In fact, in fact it was beneath you. Hmm. In fact, you deserved better than what you were given. But I had you there because there was somebody you needed to get. This is why I need you not to be mad because he's the God of the details. Everywhere I am, there's something I'm supposed to get. And if I'm in it, then there's something in it for me. I'm going to say it again. And if I'm in it, there's something in it for me. I'm going to say it a third time so you'll say it with me. And if I'm in it, then there's something in it for me. So, so Paul and Silas are there, and they begin to pray and worship at midnight. So here he is in another dark place, and he's with the right one. Elbow somebody say, I got the right one next to me tonight. <laughs> Middle section. Elbow somebody say, I got the right one with, next to me tonight. 
Say, because your praise is about to open some doors for me. I need you not to praise God for you, but for your neighbor. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. Praise God for your neighbor. And when I praise, your door opens. And when I clap, your door opens. And when I leap, your door opens. I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Everybody say, every door that belongs to me, open. You better shout on that. Say it again. Say, every door that belongs to me, open wide now. Doors are opening. Doors are opening. Doors are opening. Doors are opening. Let's go. Let's go. I'm almost done. Two minutes. So, I told you this on Sunday. So, they locked up there in the middle of the prison. While they're in the middle of the prison, uh, the, all the doors open. And when all the doors open, the Philippian jailer runs in and says, oh, my God. Y'all about to get out. And so he's getting ready to commit suicide. And as he's getting ready to commit suicide, pay attention, pay attention. Here's what happens. Uh, Paul says, stop. Now listen, I could treat you how you treated me. But see, when you're spirit led, you'll find yourself giving mercy to people who don't deserve it. Because you're going to be their answer. I wish I had some people in here where you already know there's some people you wanted to cut smooth out. But the spirit let, nah, -uh, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. Because I'm about to get the glory out of their lives and I'm about to get it through you. So they stopped the jailer's suicide. They stopped the jailer's suicide. They stopped, they stopped the jailer's suicide. When they stopped the jailer's suicide, the jailer's family gets saved. Then the jailer starts the Philippian church. So when we read the book of Philippians, that's, watch me, that letter is being written to this man. It's being written to the jailer, the one that had him locked up. Check this out. If Paul chose not to operate with mercy, a whole city wouldn't get the gospel. I need you to open your mouth and say, this is bigger than me. Say, he's the God of the details. See, watch me, it's all been connected. It's all been connected. Because why was that jailer the one that was assigned to be unto jail on that night? Why? He's the God of the details. Why was that jailer the one that was going to start the church at Philippi? He's the God of the details. In fact, if you keep reading the chapter, you'll discover that Paul meets a woman. Her name is Lydia. She's a seller of purple. She's a single woman, and she's a businesswoman, and she becomes, watch me, Paul's first convert in Europe. She becomes the first Christian in all of Europe, and she becomes a servant leader in the church. Pay attention. It's all connected. He had to be on the journey that he was on. Somebody said he's the God of the details. See? But I got to give you this last thing. Sometimes the spirit leads you into adversaries. So wait a minute. We shouted. Doors opening. Doors opening. Say every door. That belongs to me. Say be open. Now. 
if you don't mind, I just need you to holler, yes, Lord, if you believe it's happening for you this month. One, two, three. But watch, but watch, but watch, but watch. Um, Lord, haven't we been through enough? How much more can one man do? I want to get in your business now. Because, because the Lord heard your thoughts. And you said, Lord, like how much more of this do you expect me to take? How much longer do you expect me to last? Here's what's amazing about you is you never looked like what was going on in your head. You so spirit-filled, nobody ever knew that you were close to the edge and about to jump. For those of us that God has kept, we're almost done. But I just need you to give him a wave offering that he kept you. You were at the edge, but he kept you. You were about to throw in the towel, but he kept How? Somebody shout, he kept me. God, we've been through enough. We've been through enough. Three no's. You took me to a low place and a dark place. Then you tell me you're going to take me to a high place. You tell me about my high place in my dark place. And on the way to my high place, all of this happens. Okay, 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 that's real cool. But God, don't. What about, watch me, look at this, look at this. So Paul, when he's recounting his story and he's journaling about his life because many of his epistles were really a way for him to get it out. Watch me. Watch me. You have to learn how to not turn toxic. You, you got to learn. I got to get this out. I, and I can't get it out with everybody and to everybody. So I got to make sure when I get it out, I can get it out to the right people. Watch me. And some stuff I can't tell nobody. Some stuff I just got to go to God. Some stuff I got to pour my heart out. Who am I talking to? I got to give this to God because I can't trust everybody with what I got to pour. But Paul, as he's recording his journey through life, he writes about the moment the door in Macedonia opens. And here's what he says. It's in 1 Corinthians. Here's what he says. For great. <laughs> this ain't no regular though. This ain't no residential though. This is a, this is a big door. Macedonia is a high place. This is big. Somebody say big. For a big door. Watch me. And it's not just big. It's effective. 
In other words, I'm about to see some results. I've been through a journey. Watch me. And God, you've been good, but the truth is I didn't get the results I wanted. This is big and I'm going to get results. This is an opportunity. This is an opening. The word door there in Greek, it also means, it means, uh, uh, say opportunity. opportunity. Say opening. opening. Say closure. Opening. Say portal. Which means this is an opportunity I haven't had before. This is an opening I haven't experienced before. But watch me, for this to open, something else has to close. Which means I can't be afraid of the closure because the closure is proof there's an opening. But watch me, but it's a portal. Which means this isn't just about levels. This is about dimensions. Let me see if I can explain it to you as simply as I can. See, a level, let's say, let's use income, right? So let's just say you're making 75000 all right, all right, and then they increase you, all right, and you, you go 80. You leveled up. That's a door, right? But here's a portal. You went from working in the company to owning. Right. Middle section. I'm trying to get some of y'all to understand. By the time you get to the end of this month, you ain't going to be at another level. You're you going to be in a whole nother dimension. This is another dimension. This is, this, is, this is next world stuff. Let's go. It has opened to me. Say past tense. This is done. It's open. And so when you just prayed, every door that is, needs to be, when you prayed that, door swung open. I expect praise reports to start flooding in like water. But pay attention. You two stand by the door. But watch me. It's open. Open the door. It's open. Not all the way. <laughs> Trying to show all my business. <laughs> I'm just joking. Stand in front of the door. Guard the door. Both of you guard the door. You guard the door too. Watch me. You guard the door. You guard the door. You guard the door. Since you rocking, you guard the door. And rock when you guard the door. You ready? No, you gotta rock. You gotta rock. No, just her, because she was rocking over there. No, 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 watch me. No, okay, you can stop rocking. Watch me, watch me, watch me. Say, it's already open. I need you to pay attention to this last thing, and then I'm setting you up for Sunday. And there are many. Adversaries. God, you've taken me through all of this to get me to the door. Then when I get to the door, I got a welcoming committee that ain't very welcoming. And here's what you'll do. I promise you, I'm going to throw this mic. I, pro- I swear for God. Listen, 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 listen. If you're not spirit-led, because you're not spirit-filled, 
you walk up to the door and say, well, I guess I'm not supposed to do that. Because God, it should be easier. God, God, I've been through enough already. Why is this so difficult? Why is this so painful? It should be easy. But I need you to elbow somebody next to you and say, you're built for this. Say, the door is already open. Say, so the adversaries don't control the door. Your haters don't control the door. Your curses don't control the door. Your mess doesn't control the door. Say, the door is open. Say, the door is open. But wait a minute. Then why are they here? Why is family drama here? And notice the door keeps opening wider with nobody touching it. Because when it's yours, the enemy can't shut it down. I say every door that belongs to me, open now. Say the door is open. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. Then why y'all here? They don't control the door. Revelation says he opens doors no man can shut. He closes doors no man can open. Which means even you don't get to control it. So why are they here? To stop you from walking into it. Why? You'll start having conversations with your adversaries who will talk you out of what's already open. You will have family drama that makes you say, maybe not this year. Let's wait. We'll do it next year. But now the door is open. And if you miss your moment when it's open, he may not leave it open. And I don't need you to miss any door that God has opened for you. Open your mouth and say, I will not miss the door. Say it again, I will not miss the door. So now he'll bring somebody from your past. Taking you back down memory lane. And you'll get so fixed on memory lane, you're going to start walking in the wrong direction. Ain't no doors over here. Ain't no doors over here. I rebuke the distraction the enemy sent into your life to get you walking in the wrong direction. If you know there's some distractions in your life, say, I receive that. Go. So now, watch me. He'll get you fighting with somebody. So while y'all squabbling, going back and forth, well, ask me, you're not getting to the door. While you're clapping back, you're not getting to the door. While you're trying to prove somebody wrong, when the truth is, they didn't care about right in the first place. Got an adversary. Well, ask me, 
Watch me. And now you got somebody, watch me, you got somebody that's guarding the door like they run it. Like they control it. But, but this is over their head. This is bigger than them. Watch me. And, and then, you got, then you got some others, watch me, that are, that are making it look like, watch me, pay attention, you need to clear it with them. With they no fruit having selves. I be doggone if you check with the cursed about how to be blessed. I dare you check with your unfaithful friend about how to be blessed. I dare you check with somebody that ain't never produced anything good about how to get through the door. Shout, the door is open. Go, go. So wait a minute. So why? What are y'all here for? Because if if I start fooling with y'all, I will ignore the door. But you. If you don't elbow somebody, say, say maybe in 2020, it got me. Say, but not in 2021. Say, that's my door. And I'm going through it. I'm going through it. Say it. Say it. I'm going through it. Say it. Open your mouth. I'm going through it. You say. Come on. I'm going through it. You say. Point to somebody. You're going through it. You say. Tell them. You're going through it. Tell them. Tell them. We're going through it. Say it. Say it. Everybody, we're going through it. Stop. Let me set you up for Sunday and then we out of here. Get your communion ready. It was on your seat, in the seat pocket in front of you. If you need communion, put your hand in the air and they'll serve you. Online, get it ready. You can get it in our online store if you don't have it. Everybody pay attention. They're on their way to a high place. But what did Paul say? There are what? Many adversaries. Let me see my verse. There are what? Many adversaries. How many of them? Here's what you can't figure out. Is why, why when I dealt with you, like now why I got to deal with you, and then I got to deal with you, and then, wait a minute, then you didn't pop back up over here. Because the spirit that opposed Paul has a name. I'm setting you up. We out of here. The spirit that opposed Paul say it has a name. As they're on their way to Macedonia, as they're on their way to Macedonia, there's this girl. You a woman, stop playing with these girls. No, you missed it. You missed it. You missed it. You're too mature to be playing kid games. I, I need you to just wave your hand and say, I'm too grown for that. I'm too. You're too spiritually mature for that. You're too grown for that. You're a grown man. Stop playing with boys. Meaning I'm not going to be immature. That's what I mean when I say that. I'm not being immature. I'm not even coming down there for that. So pay attention. The spirit has a name. 
as Paul and his crew are walking to Macedonia, as they're walking to Macedonia, pay attention, the spirit starts taunting them. The spirit said, I know who you are. The spirit is named. Most spirits in the scripture, watch me, they would just call them unclean, evil. Rarely would they name it unless they wanted you to understand how it worked. Let me set you up for Sunday. The adversaries that were against Paul showed up through one initial adversary, and it was called the spirit of Python. A python doesn't kill you by biting you. Y'all all circle around me. A python kills you because every time you take a breath, they get closer. Every time you try to breathe, they get in on you. And so now you can't breathe and you die because you run out of energy. You die because you run out of breath. Thank you. So many of you, That was tight. That was good. That was good, though. That was good. We know we love the Lord and love one another, don't we? Listen. On Sunday, don't miss church, okay? Because on Sunday, we're going to get that thing off. The spirit was named. It was called the spirit of Python. Python said, Paul, that door is open. I can't control that door. But I can sure make you so tired that you quit. I can sure make you so frustrated that you give up. I can't control that door. But I can suck the life. Out of you. And on Sunday, we're going to kill that thing. Get your communion. Tonight, if you're in this building, go online. And you've never given your life to the Lord. Tonight's your night. Secondly, if you give your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful to him. Tonight's your night to recommit yourself to the Lord. Third, like Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with the Lord, but I want to be sure. Tonight is your night to be sure. You need to Give your life to the Lord for the first time. Recommit yourself to him. Or be sure wherever you're at in this building, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand online. Do the hand wave emoji or say, it's me. God's coming to get you tonight. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. If that's you, I need you to throw that hand up in the building on, online. Say, it's me or hand wave emoji. One, two, three. If that's you, respond right where you're at. I see you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Online, do that hand wave emoji. Say, it's me. Everybody pray this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place because of this belief and because of this confession. If this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. 
you just prayed that prayer for the first time, I need you to text that word right there. This is in the 877-552-4746, or you can scan that QR code. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746. And we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you. In the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologists recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd. Only at BJ's.